Hi there, and welcome to episode 28 of the Mother of Success podcast. I am your host, Heather Hennessy of Heather Hennessy Life Coaching, and I am so glad that you are with me for today's episode. This podcast is for working women who are new mothers. I am going to start by asking you to breathe with me. Whatever you are doing right now, take six deep breaths with me in through your nose and out through your mouth. titled this episode, Your Integrated Schedule. People, this is the one that you have been waiting for. I'm going to talk to you about putting it all together. So if you've been listening along, you know that we are in the middle of a series where I am teaching my schedule simplicity solution for new working mothers. And we started this series back in episode 16. And I took a number of episodes to really lay the foundation for what your schedule means to you as a new working mother and how to use it to improve your life. And you know my personal story that this work on my schedule was the cornerstone of where I started to make my entire existence as a working mother mother better than it had ever been. Like my life improved in every measurable way after I started this work on my schedule. And this is where I recommend that all my clients start. And in episodes 24 through 27 here on the podcast, I taught each of my four basics in turn. So my system um, advises you to sort of break your life into the four basics and focus on the four basics. In today's episode of your integrated schedule, we're going to take those four basics and put them together. Now, as I said, whatever challenges you are facing right now, working through this system with yourself is the way to start improving things, period. So I don't know if you're familiar with the saying, hope is not a strategy. According to the internet, (laughs) This is possibly a quote from the football coach, Vince Lombardi. Um, I heard this saying a lot when I was growing up. My dad said this all the time, that hope is not a strategy. And kind of, you know, is an interesting saying and it has kind of been with me my whole life because it's something that my dad talked about. And so as I work with clients, I don't find that hope is an emotion that I 
work with them to get toward like, you know, in mindset coaching, right? We've sort of work with intentional thoughts and intentional emotions to get ourselves where we want to be. And I never really recommend that somebody kind of parks themselves in hope to try to get where they're going. I, and I never use it myself. And, you know, this is not a rejection of hope, right? I, I do definitely, um, use hope as, um, a place where I want to be sometimes when I kind of look at the world and I, you know, think about what I hope the world will be like for, you know, my child when he grows up, right? Like I don't reject hope, but what I think this saying is hope is not a strategy. I think it's a recognition that action is required to get us the things that we want, right? Like my, you know, my coaching practice is not built on hope, right? Like I'm taking action and recording podcasts and sort of being in the world as an example for what's possible for working mothers. And that's not built on hope. And this energy that we bring to our life situation as new working mothers and all of the things in your life right now that you want to change and improve, you're going to need to take action in that direction. That I think is kind of like empowered hope. Hope that has a strategy that goes along with it, right? Hope from the standpoint of also recognizing that I have a lot of power in getting the thing that I hope for. And, you know, why am I kind of talking about this right now? Because I see a lot of expressions of hope from the like working mothers of the world and the kind of people who talk about working motherhood that are this kind of like disempowered hope. And I just want to posit to you that I think we are a lot better off when we have hope with a strategy to go along with it. That's what, that's what I think is that power of that saying that hope is not a strategy. So (laughs) firmly (laughs) in this episode, I am moving us toward hope with a strategy, right? Like, you know, what improvements in your life you want. Let's start to move you in that direction using your schedule as the vehicle to do so. Now, I also made up a similar saying, and I made this up for myself. I don't know if anybody else ever said it, but I made it up. I think I'm the inventor of this saying that perfectionism is not a strategy. And also it's not the goal. That's an interesting thing to think about too. Like hope is actually not the goal. Like hope is not a strategy and hope is not the goal perfectionism is not a strategy and perfectionism is not the goal. So I tell you that 
in part to highlight the fact that if you are a person who is perf- who is inclined toward perfectionism or if you kind of label yourself as a perfectionist, quote unquote, I really encourage you to move away from that. It's just not going to be helpful because guess what? This is not going to be perfect, right? Like your experience of working motherhood is not a place to arrive at with a bunch of perfectionism coming along for the ride. (laughs) You're just, it's just, it's something that I really encourage you to, if you can, on your own, kind of drop out of your thinking and out of your vocabulary. If you have a self-identity that's strongly tied to perfectionism, then I really encourage you to, you know, get some coaching about that because it is going to slow you down and make this process a lot harder than it needs to be. So a similar point is that there is no way to get this wrong. You know, creating your schedule using my system, there is no way to get this wrong If you remember back a couple of episodes ago, I talked about how it's useful to to think of yourself as kind of being on a science experiment. (laughs) Like this part of your working motherhood, you're on a grand science experiment where you are both the scientist and the subject of the experiment. That also might help kind of unwind some of your perfectionism if you have, you know, can adopt the strategy that you're, um, that you're experimenting about what is going to work best for you. Um, you know, why do we get so attached to perfectionism? So, you know, our human brain, especially the human brain that is (laughs) attached to, the body of those of us who are successful professional women, we have been socialized and conditioned to think that there is a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. Why am I talking about perfectionism to begin with? It's something that I've really struggled with over time. And, you know, that's not a shock, right? Like there was a lot of... Um, time in my life where there was a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things, right? Like school, law school, right? There's a right way to, to do, you know, the legal profession and there's a wrong way to do it. And it becomes kind of a conditioned way that we interact with the world. And our schedule and our calendar tends to be a place where this like perfectionistic right way, wrong way thinking shows up a lot. So like if you need to write on the top of your calendar every day that perfectionism is not the goal, you know, nor is it the strategy, go right ahead. Like remind yourself of this as often as you need to. And instead of trying to create a schedule for yourself that is something that your brain 
would label as perfect kind of quote unquote, try to come up with one that you can think of as integrated. That's our title today. So the four basics in my system are aimed at exactly this point, this like integration. Now, integrity and um, having integration, that's neither a moral nor an ethical issue, right? So let's just sort of leave morality and, you know, any kind of like ethical considerations, leave out right and wrong, leave out perfectionism. The most useful definition of integrity that I have ever come across is from Professor Michael Jensen, who is an economist at the Harvard Business School. And his definition of integrity is, quote, what it takes for a person to be whole and complete, close quote. And then Professor Jensen goes on to say that having integrity in this way creates workability. That's where we are going with this entire undertaking of your schedule. This process is designed to give you a tool that integrates your time and creates workability in your life. That might sound like it's a low bar, right? Like for those of us walking around with a perfectionistic brain, we're like workability, that doesn't sound right. Again, let go of that perfectionistic nonsense. It's not serving you. Workability is a much better way to aim your energy right now. And workability is going to serve you in the long run. It's also achievable, right? Perfection is a lie. Perfectionism is a lie that we tell ourselves that something can actually become perfect, quote unquote, and that that's what we should be aiming for. Workability is a truth, right? Like I have a workable schedule that is, you know, integrated for me as a working mother. And that's what I want you to have. That is where we are going. So what does integrated and what does workability look like for you on a day-to-day basis right now? That's the four basics. As you implement them, you are acting under the framework of my four basics as an integrated working mother. If you are following the four basics on most days. On the flip side of that coin, neglecting any one of the four basics on a regular basis is going to undermine your integrity. It's going to undermine your workability as a working mother because it compromises you in some way, right? The four basics are sleeping, caring for yourself, caring for your baby, and generating income. Those are the places where if you focus your attention full time right now, you will achieve that kind of like workability in your life. So having said all of that, (laughs) 
it is time to actually make a schedule, to actually plan a day. So I would start out by asking yourself, what is your goal right now? Like make a schedule that aims in the direction of whatever your goal is in your life right now. So we talked back in episode 17 about that saying from race car driving that your car is going where your eyes are going. Where are your eyes going? Just decide for yourself what that is. And again, there is no wrong answer here. Um, some of you will actually have a very clear idea of what you want right now. I had a very clear idea that I wanted to be able to sleep more because I was so tired. And I wanted to be able to get on my client calls at the scheduled times, like clear headed and focused. That was where my eyes were pointed when I started using this scheduling tool for myself. That Those were my goals, sleep <laughs> and show up for work, right? Like basic number one and basic number four. That's where my energies were focused. If you don't know where to aim your eyes right now, like if you don't have clarity about what exactly you want for yourself, just try to schedule yourself to do some portion of the four basics tomorrow. Like take tomorrow, try to see if you can get each of the four basics. That's my suggestion for those of you who are so overwhelmed that you're at a loss right now. Like, See if you can schedule yourself some time to sleep or to rest. See if you can schedule yourself to take a shower or, you know, do um, yoga nindra for 10 minutes, right? Like something that's sort of like caring for yourself and then schedule some time to be alone with your baby in a quiet space and then schedule some time to uh, focus on your income generating activity. That would be a huge win. So, you know, whatever your approach is, whether you're, you've got a a clear place that you want to be going, or if you're just kind of going to try to aim for the four basics, try it. Just start right now, make a plan for tomorrow and try it. And then right where experimenting, you're going to want to adjust you're going to want to try again. Now, your brain is going to freak out. That is normal. That is to be expected. You've had a baby, right? Like you're adjusting to working motherhood. Your brain is in kind of a mode where freaking out is pretty normal. Part of that Um, freaking out is that you might feel a lot of resistance to doing this work. Your brain might be telling you that this is impossible. It's never going to work for you. You know, this is just not happening. So get help, get the help that you need, right? Like if you need individual coaching, come and approach me. You can find me on my website. You can find me on social media. Like this is so important and your brain is in this state of kind of disruption and 
it's okay, but you can get the help you need to get you through this. And your brain, like, so there might be some resistance. You just, your brain might just be offering you thoughts that are that you can't possibly do it. This is never going to work. That's kind of one form of resistance. Another thing that might come up is that your brain might have a lot of drama about constraining your time to the four basics. That's also completely normal. That's the reason that I steer you toward the four basics is because they're the things that matter and your brain having all this drama about, you know, other stuff in the world is part of what's contributing to your depletion and exhaustion right now. That's part of what we're trying to move you away from. Now, a lot of the drama might be couched with the word should, quote unquote, things that you should be doing. Remember what we said in the last episode, the word should is a could with shame on top of it. So be very, very onto your brain whenever it offers you something that you should be doing. You might also have some habits that have been in place that you need to break along the way. That is also completely normal. You might have to say no to some people. Constraining yourself to the four basics and focusing on the basics might have you saying no to people. Some of those people might be people who you love. Some of them might be people who are very well-intentioned. I just want to offer you that that's okay. If you have come to this process, if you have found this podcast, if you are using my solution because you've been struggling, the constraint to the four basics is the most helpful thing that you can give yourself right now. You're saying no to the drama in your own brain. You're saying no to all of the shoulds. You might be saying no to some other people right now. But what are you doing instead? You are saying yes to yourself in a big, important, and meaningful way with this schedule. You are saying yes to your needs. You are saying yes to your wholeness as a working mother. And you are the only person who can meet this need for yourself right now. Nobody can do this job but you. Now, none of this is an insult. This is not an insult to your capabilities. This is not a statement on what you are or are not as a working mother. This plan where you constrain yourself to the four basics is not a diminishment of you at all. You were, are, and always will be a total rock star. As I have talked about multiple times during this series of episodes, this process that I offer you under my Schedule Simplicity Solution is a temporary process aimed at meeting your unique needs during this very specific time of your life. 
There is only one time that you will adjust to working motherhood. And that's what's happening for you right now. What have you done? You have essentially 3D printed another living being. You've lost the ability to sleep for more than a few hours at a time. And you need to learn a brand new skill set and you need to learn it fast. Those are the facts of your life as a new working mother. Putting these four basics on your schedule and nothing else will maximize your rest and recovery after childbirth and it will speed your adjustment to working motherhood. It'll make you so much more efficient at all of the mechanics and the skills and the tools that you're going you're gonna to use going forward for the rest of your life. This process gives you clarity and direction during a time that can otherwise be very confusing for working women. Most importantly, y'all, this is the most important thing it's going to do for you. Working through this process is going to reduce your stress and anxiety. You will be cared for. Your baby will be cared for. The income generation that your family needs will happen. The certainty of those things taking place on a regular basis will remove so much of the emotional and mental load off of your shoulders. I cannot even tell you what a relief it is going to be when you live your first day under the four basics. So much relief is available to you. Now, my recommendation is that you put the four basics on your calendar. Look at yourself as an integrated whole being. Evaluate the workability of it and give yourself time to practice the four basics. Just repeat and practice. Get yourself to the point where you are nailing the four basics on a regular basis. This may take a while. In all seriousness, this may take a while. As you go, right, especially under basic number three, under caring for your baby, as you go along, you will troubleshoot and solve for things that are currently kind of a problem. So I would, like, as you go through it, you'll, you'll make some things easier. I mean, new things will emerge, but you'll make some things easier. So have patience and grace for yourself as you do work through this stuff. Along the way, right? Repetition and practice, repetition and practice, experimenting, making changes, more repetition, more practice. Along the way, what you are going to do is establish a baseline for yourself. You're also going to establish the skill of finding your baseline over and over and over again. So you'll get a baseline, something will change, and then you'll reestablish your baseline. Now, here, here's a hint. You've actually been doing this your entire life. <laughs> Think about it. This is your life in a nutshell. Like 
you had a schedule, something happened, it changed, you built a new schedule, that became your normal schedule. It's just right now, trying to do it within the, the uh, situation of new working motherhood, it's so much more challenging than any other adjustment you've ever made. But you're going to establish the skill of finding your baseline, incorporating a change and refinding your baseline. And that skill and the ability to do that without having a crisis, that will serve you forever. You will always be able to count on yourself as a working mother to get you and your family what you need in any given moment because you have this process on your side. So I do want to kind of take a moment to frame up what this looks like in reality. I think this is a useful way to think about it. So your baseline is kind of like your maintenance, right? That this is your normal week to week schedule that repeats itself unless you're traveling or like it's, you know, July 4th, right? There's some holiday or something else happens. This is the baseline schedule that you build for yourself. And it is the dominant flow of your life. Kind of broken into, you know, for most of us, right? Like broken into the work week and then the weekend and then another work week and then another weekend. You know, and you're able to have like small tweaks and adjustments that come and go that are just not that big of a deal, right? Like some days you do the pickup from daycare. Some days your mom does the pickup from daycare. Like anything like that that happens sort of normally is is still going to fall within the expected norm of your baseline schedule. Then there is a kind of schedule that I'm going to call a growth schedule. So this is where something new is coming into your life, like a new childcare situation, or maybe you received a promotion at work. And so stuff changes kind of for you in the workplace. Something, this could be anything that is new right now, but that will become part of your norm going forward. So we actually had this in my household a couple months ago. We changed schools for our son back in January. And I'm laughing. It was so fascinating to watch my husband and I figure out the new schedule for the new school. (laughs) The problem was, of course, a problem, I'm calling it a problem, put that in air quotes, the problem was that we deviated from our baseline. We had been on a baseline schedule with the old school for a couple of years and we had that like totally nailed, right? It was automated into our existence. We didn't have to think about it, like pick up, drop off. It just all happened without us paying any attention. And then we made this change in January and it, it was like our entire world had to shift. It was really silly when you, when I look back on it, but our habitual brains, like both of us 
were just like confused and irritated that we had to shift the drop off and pick up schedule to accommodate the new school, right? Like, (laughs) which is, it like, it took us a few weeks to really settle into the new pattern. That was us being in a growth phase, right? Like we had to make an adjustment. We wanted this to happen, right? We were really excited about the new school, but our schedule has to go through this reworking so that we could get the outcome of the new school. And it required extra focus and attention during the adjustment, right? So, and we know, right? You know from from earlier discussions, our brain hates this, our brain loves a habit and hates to change a habit. So it's worth the effort, but it's not automatic. And then the third kind of uh, type of schedule change that I want to talk to us about is, is what I'm calling a radical shift, right? Like this is a crisis in your schedule. It's something that requires your full attention and focus for a short term. This could be anything like a death in the family, a job loss, something that just really throws your schedule out the window. Your baseline schedule might be completely useless to you during a phase like this. (laughs) And by the way, welcoming your first baby falls into this category. So did global pandemics. That falls under the radical shift category, right? This time a year ago, I'm recording this episode in late March of 2021. In March of 2020, we all underwent a radical shift that changed our schedules in a way that was a crisis for many of us right? Like we were working parents who suddenly had a kiddo in the house who was supposed to be at daycare, but the daycare was closed. So these are phases of our life that happen as just part of our human existence. From time to time, we're all going to undergo a radical shift like this. And they're often not predictable, right? Like when I, when I identified um, under the growth phase, like we knew that we were going to change schools. Like we had a, we decided to do it, right? It was an intentional choice on, on our part. These radical shifts are often not our intentional choices. But even during and after a radical shift, you know that your baseline schedule exists and you have the tools and the resources and the capability for yourself to recreate your baseline when the time comes and you identify your new normal. So this kind of process of, you know, maintenance baseline, kind of maintenance schedule to growth back to a baseline and then up here's a radical shift and then back to baseline. Again, we do this process all the time. We just haven't ever thought about it intentionally like this. We tend to take any kind of schedule disruption and kind of freak out. But that's not right. That's just our brain. That's just our human brain 
trying to make sense of the world and, you know, being like agitated and resentful that our schedule has to change because that requires extra energy. (laughs) It's like totally normal. But having an appreciation that that's what's happening and that that's what you're doing, that is huge. So kind of, you know, wrapping back to our process here. So you're going to get into a groove, right? You're going to find a baseline, like some schedule is going to come together for you. And you're going to start to find ease and flow and like working motherhood will start to click for you. It's going to become workable, right? Like you're going to get that integrity. You're going to know that you can give yourself that ease and flow over and over and over again. So, you know, I really hope as your hope, ha, listen to me throwing out the word hope, my intention for you, how about that? My intention for you is that you are conscious of your active role as the solution finder and as the creator of your own workable schedule here right? This is not an accident. You're doing this on purpose. You're taking your life, categorizing it under the four basics and creating solutions for yourself, right? Ease and flow are where you're headed, but it's not an accident. You're not going to get there through hope. You're not going to stumble blindly into it. You're going to create it for yourself on purpose. So, One question that I do want to address is for all of you who are thinking, okay, well, this is all well and good, but I want a template. I want to see some examples. (laughs) Oh, I'm laughing, right? That's what our, that's what, that's what you want. You're like, okay, coach, give me, give me the playbook. I am not going to give you a template. It's not happening. I'm not going to make any suggestions. I'm not going to put together a draft. No. Now, why not? Because I believe that you are the only person qualified to spend your time any template that I would come up with, no matter how lovingly I prepared it for you or how like good it was, quote unquote, it would not serve you. It would not help you. This integrity, this workability, this life that you are building for yourself as a working mother, it's yours it's not mine. It's yours. And I love you too much to pretend that I can do this for you. I can't. You're the only one. I was the only one who could do this for me. You're the only one who can do it for you. And here's what happens, right? Like whenever somebody gives me a template for for whatever, right? Like a meal plan or anything, I hit some speed bump along the way. And I'm like, Oh, this plan, it's terrible. (laughs) 
The person who wrote this plan did not understand me. The person who wrote this plan was just not in, not where I want to be, right? Like there is nothing that I could do to put on paper and give you a template and give you a plan that would actually help you. And then I become the person who quote, got it wrong. So you're going to have to come up with whatever you think is going to be the place where you want to start an experiment and change. You know, I also write like, I could make a plan for myself. That plan is a product of my brain. Your brain is not my brain, which is, which might sound overly simplistic, but stay with me, right? Like I've got my kind of preferences. I've got my hardwiring. I have my attention span. I have my own like ways that I kind of work best. I don't have yours. I also recognize that the world is full of people who are very, very different from me, right? Like the full of working mothers who need a schedule, but who need a schedule that's very, very different from mine, right? Who have a brain that, you know, is, is, you know, somewhere on the spectrum of neurotypical to ADHD to somebody who's on the autism spectrum somewhere, right? Like those types of working mothers, they need this help, but they don't need it from somebody who's neurotypical, right? Like we need it from your brain. Somebody who has ADHD, right? Like needs a different schedule than somebody who's not ADHD. Somebody with a history of trauma needs a different schedule than somebody who does not have a history of trauma, right? Like somebody who's in one ethnicity needs a schedule that accommodates, you know, their ethnicity and their culture and, you know, whatever the case may be. Do you, I mean, that's just the examples off the top of my head. Templates are useless. They're just not useful to you. Your brain, your time, your experience of working motherhood, your hand is the only one that can write your schedule for you. The answers that you seek are inside of you, period. The solutions that you want are yours to give yourself. You are fully empowered and fully whole and complete. And I am not going to participate in your disempowerment by giving you a template. Now, having said all of that, I certainly do work with people in my coaching practice to kind of figure this stuff out. Like that's part of the services that I offer. Now, even then I don't give out templates. There's not some secret like template vault that I keep for people who hire me. No, that's not the case. The client does the work to craft her schedule, not me. 
but then we can review it together and I'm able to spot where some like perfectionism might be coming into play and, you know, where some imbalances between the four basics might exist. So I can help working with somebody individually. I can help to like iron out specific issues, but the actual schedule belongs to the client and fits her life circumstances. So I've been talking this entire episode and you have not heard me say the word balance. And I, and this kind of comes to me because I did say that I help the client figure out where some imbalances might be present. So it's worth it for me to take a moment to address that. And if I had to re <laughs> restate that sentence, I might be saying, I am able to help the client figure out what is not serving her. You know, where the four basics might be tilted one way or another. Now, and, and I'm visiting this with you because I actually hate the word balance when we're talking about working motherhood. The notion of work-life balance is totally weaponized by people to criticize ourselves, right? Like I used that in the beginning to criticize myself or to criticize other people. And it's especially vicious, I think, with... um you know, <laughs> so let's think about this, right? Like the, the working mother is actually going through a phase where her life is out of balance. It just is, right? Like physically, emotionally, every in every possible way, her entire existence is tilted toward new motherhood. It's not balanced, quote unquote, right? So this, so when I, I think about the people who weaponize this most, it is used to criticize new mothers who are in the workforce. And they're, you know, kind of told that they're not achieving balance, quote unquote. I just completely reject the duality that is part of the term balance, right? Like I just think that work-life balance is total garbage and you can reject it too, right? Like <laughs> it's kind of how there's lots of books out there about it. And there's lots of people who sort of speak in terms of work-life balance. I invite you to totally purge that from your vocabulary. The image of a mother trying to aim for work-life balance, right? I just picture her on a tightrope, you know, trying to cross a chasm and, you know, a little too much one way and a little too much the other way. And she's, you know, smashed to the rocks in the bottom. Like, no, that's not how I want to go through working motherhood. That's not how I want you to go through working motherhood. The other image that comes to mind is, you know, a set of scales, right? Like we're trying to achieve work-life balance. What, what are we? Are we splitting ourselves into pieces and putting ourselves on these scales to be weighed and judged? Like, no, 
it, this is just not how I'm going to talk to you. It is not how I want you to talk to yourselves. Remember, we are out of balance, right? Like we are brand new working mothers. We are out of balance on purpose. So this concept of work-life balance, it's inherently flawed. And I, I, it's just your experience of working motherhood is not subject to the outside judgment of anybody. There is no way for you to do it wrong. Like, uh, let's just move on to a new concept, right? Let's, let's, let's refocus ourselves on having an integrated experience, right? Like where your experience of new motherhood is workable for you because it's integrated, where you are moving through your life as a whole person who is embodying the working mother that you most want to be. Let's stay focused on your vision and moving toward your vision, using your 24 hours in each day that belong to you and only you. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. I mean, this was a episode where we talked about how to integrate the four basics. In the next few episodes, I'm kind of going beyond the four basics. We're going to circle back to, you know, some of the other concepts that I taught in earlier episodes, right? That your, your use of the four basics is temporary. So what happens after you kind of master the four basics and get those functioning the way that you want them to function. That's where we're going next. So hit subscribe so that you can stay up to date on these next few episodes. And if you would like individual and specialized support as you use this scheduling tool to become the working mother you most want to be, please feel free to go to my website at heatherhennessy.com and fill out the form so that we can be in touch with each other or you can contact me through social media. And all of those links are in the show notes wherever you found this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and take good care of yourself.